The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Real love. You know, all I really was doing was waiting for you. Oh, man. Cards on the table. I love this song. It's one of my favorite Beatles songs. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just a sucker for the pre-chorus. You know, no need to be. The Friedels, I think, really improved upon John's initial piano demo. It was like the opposite of Friedels and Bird in that regard. It's, it's one of George Harrison's finest guitar performances. It seems like his legs get better and better as the song goes on. Ringo, of course, brings it. Paul counters John's voice, or, you know, what's left of it, uh, wonderfully, as always. Um, there's a shot in a music video which has different inferior George Licks in the first half of the song for some reason, uh, of Paul putting on his headphones, hearing his old friend in his ears, and leaning back and looking up at the ceiling. Uh, it's bittersweet. Um, John, the cautious optimist, is my favorite John. Uh, it's just a bummer the song gets overlooked and the remaining three guys in the band didn't have the best time recording it yeah it's a lot of stark contrast here between free as a bird and real love like this is the better song by a a, by a long stretch Mm -hmm. and but they had a better time recording the other song because they were able to have more input into it and Mm -hmm. they were able to you know put their own spin on this where this is was more complete from the start. Uh, it's a better melody. It's more in that like pop pocket that they were experts in. And I think because it was a more complete song, I think it helped them not to overthink it, which I think is the what doomed free as a bird. Um, as we said in the last episode, uh, it's a shame that also the original demo was in considerably worse shape than free as a bird too. Um, I would have loved for John's vocals uh, and piano to be in higher fidelity. Although the slightly like out of tune piano and lo-fi quality adds a slightly spooky quality to it, mm. which is befitting to the overall concept of the Beatles finishing yeah. John's demos. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like Paul was always good at like, uh, kind of, uh, creepy ish sounding love songs. Like, and I love yeah. her for example. So it's 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 kind of cool that way. Um, so according to Beatles biographer John T. Mark, Real Love originated as part of an unfinished stage play that John was working on at the time titled The Ballad of John and Yoko. Where'd he get that title? Hey! hey. The song was first recorded in 1977 with a handheld tape recorder on his piano at home. Eventually the work evolved under the title Real Life, a song which Leonard would record at least six times in 1979 and 1980 and was then abandoned. In later versions, Leonard altered portions of the song, for example, No Need to Be Alone, It's Real Love, Yes, It's Real Love, became Why Must It Be Alone, It's Real, Well, It's Real Life. It sounds better coming from him. Some takes included acoustic guitar, while the eventual Beatles release featured Lennon on piano with rudimentary double-tracked vocals and a tambourine. The version released in 1996 most closely reflected the lyrical structure of the early demo takes of the song. 
Other versions of the song have been released. In 1988, the Imagine John Lennon soundtrack album began with a guitar and vocal recording of significantly better quality than the one used in 1995. This also appeared on the acoustic album released under Lennon's name in 2004. The John Lennon Anthology box set from 1998 contained a piano version taped in 1980, which was also included on the highlights disc Once Upon a Time, all one word. The song was also included in the 2005 compilation Working Class Hero, the definitive Lennon. The sound quality real love was poor. It took considerable preparation in Jeff Lynne's Hollywood studio before overdubs could be added. And Jeff Lynne talks about it uh, in technical terms. It's something Andrew would appreciate, but I'm not sure our, our listeners will, so I will skip that. Um, well, but- I can I can summarize it. It's mm-hmm. like there was lots of tape hiss. Uh, there was hums going on. Mm-hmm. You know, he needed he needed to do a ton of work mm-hmm. to just get it able to be even worked on by the others. Like, you know, a lot of some of this project is grasping at straws, but and you know, I I think Jeff Lynn was probably the right person for this work because he was obviously so influenced by the Beatles and, you know, was a friend of George's. I don't know if he knew John very well or Paul very well, but I'm sure they were, you know, traveling in similar circles at some point. But like, you know, he, he's a technical wizard. Like he's the, he's, he's definitely the right person to sit there and be very patient to get like this ready for prime time as much as he possibly could. It'd be interesting to see like, in, in current technology, how they would have been able to clean that up because audio, you know, audio advances have made great strides in since 1995. Maybe we'll find out about it on now and then. Ooh, what a tease! Ooh, what a tease! I know. McCartney later said the remaining Beatles enjoyed working on Real Love less so than on Free as a Bird due to its degree of completeness in its original form. He said, uh, you know, it felt more like they were John's backing band on this one. Yeah. Boo-hoo, is what I say. The extra recording took place at Paul's Sussex studio with Lynn producing. McCarty played the double bass originally used by Bill Black at Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel, as well as a conventional Fender Jazz electric bass. That's interesting. Harrison is said to have been dissatisfied with the results of Real Love and declined to take part in a third recording now and then. So that's another possible reason for it now and then not happening at the time. Uh, like I said in the previous episode, Paul said, uh, referring to now and then, that George was like, eh, about it, you know, song at all. Although Real Love was released as a single in both the UK and US on March 4th, 1996, the first time the song was publicly aired was November 22nd, 1995, when the American Beatle Company... ABC aired the second hmm. episode of the Beatles anthology. Real Love debuted at number four in the UK singles chart, selling 50,000 copies in its first week. Its failure to perform better was widely felt to be linked by BBC Radio 1's refusal to add the song to its playlist. Reuters, which described Radio 1 as the biggest pop music station in Britain, reported that the station had declared, It's not what our listeners want to hear. We are a contemporary music station. Ooh. <laughs> no old fogies. The decision was widely criticized. Paul McCarty wrote in a passion article for the Mirror newspaper, published a day after Radio 1 announced the exclusion. Paul said, The Beatles didn't, don't need our new single, Real Love, to be a hit. It's not as if our careers depend on it. If Radio 1 feels that we should be banned now, it's not exactly going to ruin us overnight. 
You can't put an age limit on good music. It's very heartening to know that while the kindergarten kings of Radio 1 may think the Beatles are too old to come out to play, a lot of younger British bands don't seem to share that view. I'm forever reading how bands like Oasis are openly crediting the Beatles as inspiration, <laughs> and I'm pleased that I can hear the Beatles in a lot of the music around today. Like Oasis. As Ringo said to me about all this, who needs Radio 1 when you've got all the independent stations? Then why are you writing this band? I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Can't you tell I don't care? <laughs> Please don't put it in this newspaper that I'm at. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, Beatles man. spokesman Jeff Baker responded by saying the band's response was indignation, shock, and surprise. We carried out research after the anthology was launched, and this revealed that 41% of the buyers were teenagers. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the station's actions contrasted strongly with what had occurred at the launch of Free as a Bird a year before, when Radio 1 became the first station to play the song on British airwaves. The exclusion of Real Love provoked a fierce reaction from fans. Also, it elicited a comment from two members of Parliament. Conservative oh MP God. Harry Greenway called the action censorship and urged the station to reverse what he called a ban. Oh my God. <laughs> If that should be your biggest problem, is uh, a phrase my mom says often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as an act of goodwill, the station produced a golden hour dedicated to the group's music, as well as music by bands influenced by the Beatles. This golden hour concluded with a playing of real love. Happily ever uh, after. Yeah. But even then, it's like, doesn't golden hour remind you of golden oldies? And like, they're, again, like, twisting a knife a little yeah. bit. Yeah, just like taking the piss out of the Beatles. <laughs> in the U.S., Real Love entered the charts on March 30th, peaking at number 10. It sold 500,000 copies in four months. The song's parent album, Anthology 2, topped the charts in both Britain and America. The Real Love single was accompanied by a video directed by Kevin Godley. It featured studio footage filmed in 95, along with archive shots of the group from the 1960s. And, of course, Adam Sandler covered the song in Funny People... Uh, it was a very strange experience seeing that in the theater the day it came out. It was not a fun experience for me. I, like, I didn't realize what it was at first, and I might have said out loud, oh no, <laughs> when I realized it was real love. Um, and it, it occurs in the middle of the movie, so it was probably like I was already there for three hours. So that, that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that movie in theaters too, and was just I walked out of there just like, what the hell did I just watch for so long? Fire the editor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it's like, and also it's it's on YouTube. I seems like I'm promoting YouTube lately a lot. Um, uh, and it's like Amson was telling dick jokes in the middle of the, um, overlaid by him singing real love. Like, <laughs> nice try. You're not going to destroy the song, Sand, Sandman. I have to admit, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, he's... I think I've like blocked that movie out. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, love count fifteen. That's a big one. Yeah, you don't need to be afraid of it. Yeah, Josie scale. I'm gonna give this the final Beatles song. It gets a yeah. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to give this one a Josie. But I will say that it's funny that on the first song that we reviewed, mm -hmm. I gave it a yeah, 
and you gave it a Josie. So the universe, the yin and yang, collides together, creating duality of man. The whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole circle. Yes, of we can pot it How out. How nice! We disagree from beginning. <laughs> <laughs> We cannot find common ground. Oh, it really warms the heart. <laughs> it's real love. <laughs> it's real. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.